This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast brought to you by Hoxo Media and I'm really excited to introduce to our audience somebody who often sits in this seat actually, he's also a host of his own podcast. This is Martin Smith who is the MD of Talent Drive and his podcast is called Talent Talks. Welcome to you today Martin, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Hi, Alicia. Thanks for having me on today. Very well. Very welcome. And for those who are actually choosing to watch us over on YouTube, I think Martin has definitely upped the stakes in terms of microphones. <laughs> I'm going to lie to everyone now and tell you this is my my next room just off the off the lounge, but that'd be a lie. No, this is oh. uh, the studio I recorded. <laughs> it's great. Well, the, the sound sounds great and it looks great too. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, for those who aren't yet familiar okay. with you, give us an overview of what Talent Drive is and also about, a bit about your podcast. Yeah, yeah, sure. So Talent Drive are a specialist in procurement supply chain across the UK. So we recruit anything from kind of a buyer level, entry level procurement role, all the way up to sort of a a procurement director, uh, senior leadership type positions across the UK and across all industries, both perm and interim. Um, And my background has been procurement supply chain for for 12 years, both agency and um, I did a bit of time in house as well, which we may talk about later, perhaps. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, in terms of the podcast, so Talent Talks was set up um, about 18 months ago. Um, there was no other recruiter in the procurement space that were doing podcasts. So saw it as a real good opportunity and a, and a, and a good opening in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, procurement people are historically uh, very bad about talking about themselves. So it was great to sort of get people on to talk about their careers and what they're doing. And, and obviously the last 12 months, um, people have had more time to be able to invest in that. So yeah, just like yourself, having having good guests on to sort of talk about their careers and backgrounds and experiences and sharing best practice to art, you know, like your audience being recruiters, our audience is the sort of procurement community. Definitely. And I think that's where we've got a really sort of synergy with with why we're doing what we're doing. It's, it's sharing that best practice. And I know that we will come on to that a little bit later on in terms of what we can learn from people in your sector. And, and just as a sort of as we record this now, we're heading to the end of March 2021. And hopefully there is an end in sight to lockdown three. So hopefully by the time this goes live, we'll be have a little bit more. But how, how has COVID been for your sector? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been tough, like with, with all sectors, we, we were fortunate that we've managed to still be trading, you know, we've not been obviously in, in things like hospitality and aviation, yeah. other sectors, which obviously been absolute decimators. I know some of your guests have been on to talk about um, procurement have still been going, I think there's mm-hmm. definitely been cuts and pa- I think it's been more pausing, uh, yeah. rather than stopping or, or culling back staff headcount, as mm-hmm. it were, generally. Um, so a lot of the procurement profession in certain industries were on furlough, or like I say, products were paused and headcount kind of growth was paused as well. Um, we, we started seeing a bit of an upturn again, sort of July, August time, but only in certain sectors. Um, and, and it's only really sort of picked up, I'd say in the last sort of three to four months, but like everyone, it was incredibly tough. And as a, a relatively startup business for me, you know, it was under a year in when the pandemic hit. So it was a bit of a scary time, but, um, yeah, well, I think we're sort of slowly coming out the other side now, thankfully, but, um, yeah. Well, you've survived, so hopefully now it's time to thrive. That's yeah. what I say to anybody that whether you're a year old or whether yeah. you're three years old in recruitment, I think it's a very good time. So a, a topic that we're going to talk about today, something that's very poignant to me, which is that it's about meaningful relationships. And, you know, it's something that we talk about now, because I think traditionally recruitment has been seen quite as a sort of transactional you know, we just fulfill a brief. So just put some thought around that, you know, why did you want to talk about that today? Why is that important to you as a topic? So I think, yeah, I think meaningful relationships, I I think the last 12 months has has really 
put a point on that. Um, and actually, you know, to your point around the transactional versus sort of the the more engaging and strategic way of doing recruitment, um, businesses have, have, have had their hand forced. They've had to build more meaningful relationships. You know, the the topic of recruitment and have you got any jobs in a very transactional way hasn't been very apt because not many people have been recruiting. So I think it's changed the landscape and the lens a little bit on 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 how people recruit. Um, and you know, for me, it's very much around the sustainability of any industry and any recruitment business is about building those meaningful relationships. But I think what it means to me is it's it's something that has personal significance and it's around sort of the caring and it's around being sort of trying to build long lasting relationships yeah. not just talking about have you got any jobs or are you looking for a new role yes that's the premise of what recruiters do mm. but i think that they're, 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 the last 12 months we've all blurred our lines between work and personal we've had to we're working from home yeah you know there's been no opportunities to uh, go in an office environment and, and differentiate the two and and i think the recruiters that I've seen that have been able to thrive and, 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 and sustain both mentally and professionally are those that have been able to have the conversation and change the lens um, and talk just a bit about how are you doing? Just a bit of that. How are you? You know, because we're all we're all suffering. We've all been in this, uh, you know, awful pandemic for over 12 months. Um, as you say, I share your sentiment as everyone does. Hope we're getting out of it soon. But I think it's for us, it's around, you know, talking and changing the lens on on how to build those relationships with people in a more sustainable way. And I think businesses are still deferring back to kind of just transacting. Um, and I think some are still doing that and that's fine to, to a degree, but like you, it's around being, you know, we'll, we'll talk about authenticity later, but it's about building something a bit more meaningful and, and actually that means something to you rather than just plastering on your LinkedIn. We've got this job over here. It's actually you want to having a conversation with people on a, on a more personal level. Yeah, true. And, and I think, and actually, it, the, the word partnership springs to mind, because yeah. if you think about what partnership means, it means that both people involved in that partnership need to give as much and then be in a position to maybe not take, but reciprocate to each other. And mm. I think that you, I'm so pleased you use that expression, because I use that blurry lines expression all the time. And I think that's the one of the big positives out of COVID in that we've all seen the human side, you know, who hasn't been on a Zoom call where yeah. the child's walked in, the dog's barfed everywhere, the doorbell's gone because you've Amazon's here again. And, you know, we've yeah. all seen a side to each other that really, why shouldn't we have known that about each other? And actually, as we go back into whatever the new normal, well, we are, we're in the new normal, um, but, you know, as people go back into more of an office environment, whether, whether it's blended or full time, I hope we don't lose that. Because the reality mm. is, I bet if you think about the relationships that you've built over the last year, you don't want to reverse that. You don't want to not have that conversation with your decision maker and how are you doing? And I think mm. all too often people aren't interested to ask that question because they, maybe they've not had that mentality to say, how are yeah. you actually doing? Yeah, I think we all work at pace. It's so true. And we, you know, as recruiters, we all work at such pace. And, and when the market is buoyant, you know, pre-pandemic, we're all just running around, getting CVs over to our clients. And sometimes you lose that and forget about that value add. Um, uh, and as you say, asking a bit more about the, the personal questions and getting on a more deeper level with individuals. And I think, I, I hope as we come out of this, that those recruiters that have invested, truly invested in their people, uh, and that's what it's about, and, and been honest with their people, and been consistent with their messaging, 
Yeah. Um, I really hope that those people will will will, will see the fruits of, of their labor, as it were, the last yeah. 12 months. And and I think, you know, 99.9% of those candidates and clients out there will remember that. Yeah. They'll remember the recruiter that picked up the phone because they'd lost their job or they're on furlough yeah. or they weren't sure about, Absolutely. you know, their, their, their security and their role. Like we've all been, you know, I've not been sure about the viability of our business. And, and I'm sure it's been the same with yourself. So yeah. we've all gone through that um, at, at different levels. So I, I hope and I think yeah. um, people will remember that. And I think the recruiter coming off the back of that will will thrive and, and actually you know if you think about some recruiters who are in very high volume um, environments where it's maybe more portal based they yeah. might be listening to this thinking what on earth are you talking about who are they going to ask <laughs> these questions to but that's where you probably have to ask yourself that over a period of time artificial intelligence will probably replace your job ultimately yeah. that's where yeah. i think that covid has transformed recruitment in in a, in a year to what was inevitably yeah. probably going to happen in your skill set so i think we mm. are very we're, we are very much talking to those people who are influencers who are consultants in the truest sense of the word mm. but having a meaningful relationship does mean actually understanding your customers why yeah and how, yeah. and how often do you actually ask, you know, I've actually just before we started recording this, I've just been speaking to somebody that I've known for years and we've spent an hour talking about what his why will be when he presses the button on a really senior role into his board. Mm. He hasn't pressed it yet, but we've spent, I spent an hour of my time doing that because mm. ultimately when he's ready to, I know exactly why he's doing it because then I'll know who to plug in of the who. So, yeah. so we, we really should take more time to do that and, yeah, you'd agree with that, and and, and, and uh, to totally agree with that. And and I think you know, I I, I don't think rec just recruiting, as it were, just transacting, is going to be the long term future of 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 the recruitment industry. Yeah. So you've got to find your differentiator, whether that's through doing a podcast, whether that's doing webinars, whether that's doing any kind of thought leadership. That's the thing that I think will will will, will sort of take people, I guess, apart from 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 their competition. You know, the procurement market in the UK. Um, hopefully, some of your listeners are working in it. It's quite a saturated market. There's quite a lot of recruiters that proclaim to be in procurement, whether they're doing finance and that links in, or or just sole specialists like I am. But I think um, you know, it's it is literally sort of quite black and white in terms of those that are clearly building their brand and and doing these thought leadership things, and those that, as we're coming out of lockdown now, are just going, got another job, got another, and they've just reverted back to type, you know, type A and what they've always been used to. I think that's such a shame. I think that's a really missed opportunity. Um, and some clients will just go, yeah, that's fine. We just want to transact. And don't get me wrong, there's many multi-million pound businesses out there that just do that, and their clients just want that. But I hope as an industry we have evolved a bit and the last 12 months has allowed us to realign and, and focus again back on that relationship side. And, and actually everything that you've said there resonates a hundred percent in what I do. Obviously I recruit for the recruitment industry. And if you yeah. said to me in March, 2020, you will literally be inundated with clients hiring pre COVID levels. I mean, we, we, I mean, largely down to content, but of course, you know, key recruitment, we've been doing it a very long time. And it's, yeah. I always say we're the barometer. If we're, if Rex Rex busy with vacancies, that's good for everybody. Cause if recruitment mm. companies are hiring, that means they feel invested in their sector and so on and so on. Um, but we, you know, being a discerning recruitment professional yourself in your market. And if you're listening, you're doing HR or technology, wherever you are listening mm. to this, you have to ask yourself, what does that relationship mean to you? Because if I'm, I know that if I've got a client, you know, I'll manage expectations, which is part of our consultant hat. We will manage your expectations. What does that talent pool look like? How realistic is it? We can help you fulfill whatever it is. 
listen to us. We, we are here to advise you. And I, if I've got a client just going, just send me CVs, send me CVs. I'm like, that, that's the reverse mm. actually of what we're talking about. Mm. I, I, I just get put off by that. So yeah. if you're listening to this and that's your tactics, have you got any jobs? I've got some CVs. What, what value are you really adding? Yeah. To yeah, your absolutely. customer base. Yeah. It's not totally not agree. Appealing, not appealing at all. So authenticity is something that I think connects. And I have to say a lot of what you're saying, you know, you, you're really resonating with what I talk about. So amongst your community, you do, you said at the very start that your sector tends to be a little bit more, maybe I don't think you use the word guarded, but I get the feeling that maybe a bit more traditional. So how yeah. do you, how does authenticity yeah. break down those barriers? We interrupt this episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to bring you a message from our wonderful sponsors over at Hoxo Media. Now, recruitment agencies invest heavily in LinkedIn licenses because ultimately it's where we're all at. Given that we spend an average one to two hours a day on our phones, the rest of the time is spent scrolling through LinkedIn, looking for unicorn candidates and target clients. Now, if we look at the recruitment training programs that are available, they tend to be focused around outbound phone sales and leadership skills. So how do you, our listener, maximize the huge investment of time and money that is spent on LinkedIn? Well, this is where Hoxo Media is solving this problem for hundreds of recruitment agencies. And we want to share this message with you. Their academy program allows recruiters across the globe being coached in how to optimize their LinkedIn profile, creating daily habits for building out that unbelievable audience, that target audience, where they're producing their own valuable content that engages the right people and ultimately drives content into inbound sales conversations. As I mentioned, they're working with hundreds of recruitment agencies and there are over 300 recruiters every month enrolling on the academy which enables them to increase their knowledge in how to basically develop the best content and maximize the results from LinkedIn. And to be honest with you, the testimonies have been absolutely incredible. So by enrolling in the academy with just one single payment, you can train your entire business for 12 months, which is why I'm so excited to share this message with you, our listener. So if you're a traditional recruiter like me, and you're an owner of a business or you've got teams working for you who rely on outbound calls to attract clients and candidates, then really you do need to listen to this message and get in touch. You might find that you are using LinkedIn, but perhaps just for sharing jobs on there and you struggle generally for um, original content ideas and ultimately the confidence to actually know what is going to be good content for driving that inbound business. So I would love you to speak to Hoxo Media. Drop me a DM either on the link on this message on this episode or send me a WhatsApp and I can give you more information on how your agency can benefit from joining this program. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, good question. I mean, I, I think firstly, recruitment on a broader level is, is an emotional process, you know, so the, the and the last 12 months in the fragility that I think we've seen in candidates has meant authenticity should be even more important as it, one, as it was before. Uh, being authentic is one of the values that the that, that, that Talent Drive have. Uh, it's one of our five core values. And it's something I really thrive in, and believe in. Um, but I think it's about so whether you're doing procurement, whether you're doing IT, whatever it may be, I think that will still resonate being honest. It's about being transparent. And I think also from a recruiter perspective, it's about owning who you are and what you do. So, you know, 
some people will be on this that are, are run recruitment business very successfully it's a lifestyle business it works around their personal life and family that's great yeah i think there's a negative connotation around oh do you not want to scale it and have investors in and some people that's what they want to do um and, and others want to have that lifestyle business now i'm probably somewhere in the middle of that you know because it, it it works with with my lifestyle but also um you know I, i'm planning on scaling it and, and growing it at some level but I think some people are so wedded to the idea of just trying to scale something up. The authenticity behind what they do and how they do it, I think is lost. And actually just, just own who you are, you know, own your sector, own the market that you know and love. Um, if you can't fill a role, tell your clients that. I think step the power of no is, as we hear in the industry, just be honest with them. And I, and I, I, I always remember there was a client of mine, we mentioned their name, but when I first set out, I was just saying yes to everything and yes to everyone. And, you know, just trying to get the jobs in and it was all exciting and, and kind of in that startup mode. Um, and actually they weren't an appropriate client for me at all. The payment terms were rubbish. Um, you know, there was no engagement line. He was just talking to an HR, just all the classic, what not to wrong things to sort of, uh, to be what is a good client. And, you know, for me, I, I really took the learns and I turned around to them and said, no, it's not working. And this was last year. And it was a weird thing to say no and walk away, but my God, I'm glad I did it. And it really sort of felt like a weight was lifted. The client respected me, you know, and, and, and you just sort of move on. So, you know, being authentic, being real, being genuine, being honest, gives you a real clear vision and gives people that are looking at you a real yeah. clear vision on, on, on who you are and what you do. And they'll, again, they'll, they, it helps clarity in your own mind when you're looking to, to, to grow it, or as I say, just be yourself or your business partner or whatever that may be. Um, but I think recruiters often shy away from that and they shy away behind whether it's their social media or their website, just to sort of proclaim they're some big global corporate. What, what, that doesn't mean that's good. You know, the numbers of headcount in your recruiter team doesn't mean if you've got a team of 20, that doesn't make you more successful than a team of two. So, you know, I think, I think that, that would be my, biggest sort of mantra around the authenticity in the recruitment industry yeah being transparent goes a very long way and i i totally agree with everything that you said there and and i know that will be why you're attracting some sensational thought leaders to your podcast so how did that so that's came about you say about 20 19 was it yeah back in the 2019 so we kind of got the concept of the business off the ground and, and and got sort of six months of trade and then and then i think for me as i said um we procurement podcasts that they didn't really exist in the uk so i saw there was a real sort of um market there to go into um it allowed the individuals to to put a spotlight on themselves and their own career from a personal point of view and i guess from a candidate perspective and then from a client point of view, they were very much looking at, you know, what they've achieved in the last sort of 12, 18 months or whatever that may be in, in their current firm. Um, and we talk around various different things. We, you've touched on the AI and automation and robotics and stuff, which is prevalent to all industries and, and procurement as well in terms of how they do things. So um, and, and it just snowballed from there, really, Alicia, you know, like you, when you have and I was, I was listening to some of your podcasts before and it's like, oh, you've got some great guests on. And, you know, it's the same principle in our market. You get good guests on and they go, oh, I want to be a part of that. And then it's sort of snowballed from there. So I love it. You know, it's not it's not something that makes me money, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm not doing that at all. And I know you're not either. I do it because I enjoy it. And is that you're creating so much value for your sector. And yeah. It's just so much fun to talk to people. Yeah. And, and being positive and learning from different people, learning, uh, the, 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 honestly, the, the last 12 months, I've learned more about the industry than I have in the, the first sort of 10, 11 years I worked wow. in it. Just from talking, yeah, massively, just from talking to people, oh, understanding. Oh, that thought, guys, if you're listening to this and you haven't yet thought about doing a podcast. Do it, yeah. Thinking about it, because that's yeah. true value in it. There's no question. So I'm sorry, yeah. but whilst we're recording this, my my dog has just decided to do what we said before. He's, he's Love it, oh. great. <laughs> 
so there you go that proves it's like a lot well it's we're recording this live obviously so i know that if i was to look back over well we're not even quite 12 months as we record this of the recruiters recruitment podcast but i would say that there's one word that defines everything that i've learned from whoever has been on and it's all leaders across the industry and that's the word communication that's like the drive mm. the golden thread through all of this is this is there a golden word for you that that's come through from my talent talks um i think about yeah good question um i'd probably say visibility is probably the word and from their point of view, being visible um you know 99.9 percent .9 of the guests i've had on i've never obviously been on a podcast or, or never really other than the traditional route of, of you know guest speaking in in rooms and stuff when we were yeah. able to do that they've never been on a podcast they've never talked to people in their community and it was amazing we had um we had a panel on uh, a few months ago that were in um, the procurement sort of consultancy industry all working for like individual competitors and i sat them on the podcast all four of them together they never met each other oh, and you just they've never spoken you just like and and i think since then they've, they've had some some sort of uh, bounced a few ideas and shared some best practice that's what it's about you know yeah. yes the long-term piece around hopefully elevating the talent drive brand but for me it's just about bringing out positivity in the procurement industry i feel like a um i feel like a guest member of procurement now as an industry i know i'm the recruiter in it um but i feel quite proud of about what the industry is um but it's still got a long way to go the brand imagery in in, in what we do uh in in certain organizations still isn't great uh, and again i think that's one of the biggest sort of sales of getting people onto the podcast is to to sell more the procurement industry for those that don't know about it to educate people well you know i'm sure yeah. that anyone anyone that's involved in that sector i think they'll probably hold you in very high esteem that you're trying to create positive change and, and it starts somewhere that's what i always say it, it yeah somewhere. so before we finish you must have spoken to and listened to and been you know been at the receiving end of lots of educational um, aspects of what your leaders in your community are doing best so what can recruiters learn from the procurement sector that we should be doing I think be uh, yeah. Uh, I think the the main thing is be um, quite sort of clear on what you want. And and what what I mean that is procurement people. Um, when I get briefed on something, we're, we're quite you know th this is what we're looking for. There's no real sort of uh, flexibility to a degree in terms of what they want. And I think that's probably a good thing in a way. Um, you know, it allows you to to know what good looks like for that individual client. And I think that's the biggest thing with procurement people. They don't compromise on what. Okay. the talent they, they'll get into the business whether that's potential or the right technical experience of course that varies from client to client um but generally you know knowing what good looks like they have a real clear message of that and i don't think they compromise um which which i think you know as a recruiter although that makes it harder um actually the hardest thing probably is your fact you're dealing with skilled uh trained negotiators so you know but in you are recruitment as well well, oh yeah, I guess that's it, right? Well, so you're, you're, but yeah, I guess the point is you're, you're negotiating with another negotiator. You know what I mean? In, in that sort of sales environment, so they're used to negotiating terms every day. That's what they do as their job. So that's the biggest challenge for us. But I think for them, they're quite clear with that. But it's good fun, and um, you know, it's yeah, twelve that. years in, and we're still going strong. And I always say, I always maintain that a good recruiter should be. It's a bit of a negative word to say, but we should be a barrier almost. But we we should help create that benchmark and what good does look like. Yeah. And not be afraid to be a little bit rigid with it. And I'm not talking about behaviors or you know, somebody's got all the right behaviors and traits. But I do mm. I do I do think there's a lesson to be learned there for a lot of recruiters, especially those that are working in, like you say, where, where you're dealing with a, a type of person that's a negotiator natu naturally. You know? Yeah. I think that's a very big lesson. It's been an absolute joy as I knew it would be. And we'll make sure that when we share this, we'll make sure your podcast connections are on there so people can go and listen to talent talks and yeah, great. 
thought leaders across your community and keep doing what you're doing because it's really creating a wonderful community and thank you for joining us today on the yeah thanks Lisa. thanks for having me and keep doing what you're doing as well love it thank you it was very kind thank you